Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for February 25th, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Back in sunny Southern California after a week on the road as Trish Hoffman and I hopped in the Cadillac and drove to Lubbock, Texas, West Texas. I think Cadillac should start sponsoring us for the amount of time we've driven in that wonderful car, but we're, we're going to all these towns over the last year, and Trish and I have uh, driven over 15,000 miles from west to east to north uh, to the middle part of the country, and everybody, uh, they ask uh, two questions. Uh, the first question is, are, are you still getting along, which that one's always easy, it's yes, but the second question is, what are you driving? We always proudly say it's Cadillac, so uh, Cadillac, if you're out there listening, uh, you need to sponsor High School Football America from here on out. We went to uh, Lubbock to uh, bring our uh, good friends and partners from Crossover out of New York City to town to kind of test drive the product uh, there in West Texas, and it was all spearheaded by uh, Mark Ball, Coach Mark Ball, who's been on the radio show a couple of times, is the athletic director there at uh, at the Lubbock Independent School District, and he brought in uh, three of his coaches, including our good friend Jason Strunk, who's the head coach at Lubbock. We also uh, got for the first time to meet Wayne Hutchinson, the head coach at Monterey, and Seth Parr at Coronado. And uh, also in attendance, uh, we had uh, Max Catwinkle. He's uh, been on the show. He's actually blogged for us uh, when they played Lubbock on Strunky's uh, blog, The Turnaround. He's the head coach at uh, at Lubbock Cooper. Uh, had, a, had a good time uh, meeting uh, Kyle Maxfield. What a funny guy, the, the head coach and the, uh, the athletic director at uh, Shallow Water uh, just outside of Lubbock and uh, Brad Davis the head coach at uh, Friendship was there as well and we also had a guy from Texas Tech Brett uh, Dewhurst a real neat guy Uh, he was uh, Texas Tech's quality control guy defensively putting in the video and we uh, we had crossover there with Ken Hoffman who uh, has been on the show talking about our partnership and that product that breaks down your game film for you you don't have you don't have to sit there any longer wasting your Saturdays and Sundays crossover will do it for you we had everybody there uh, watching the demonstration everybody loving the product and uh, getting some sales out of it which is great uh, Strunky already used the product in 2015, and we encourage everyone, if you have uh, any interest in saving yourself time and money, breaking down your own game film or uh, looking ahead, you know, scouting your opponents, they will do it for you. The two big things, they save you time, and by the way, unlike Huddle, they actually allow you to put up as much video and store as much video as you want. It's all included in the price. Check them out by going to crossoverwithak.com forward slash football. Just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, click on the banner ad, and it'll take you right there. Uh, and uh, while we're, we're talking about uh, partners, we also want to bring in another technology that is doing great things. Echo 1612. Get instant replay on your sidelines just eight seconds after the play's over. Folks, look, we know there are competitors out there. Everybody's trying to chase the person that began the product, and that's the case here. Echo, uh, those guys, uh, you know, Chad Cargill and company, they have done an incredible job of creating new technology, and now everybody's trying to 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 kind of catch up with them, if you will. But uh, no Wi-Fi connection, no uh, you know costly data plans, no uh, none of that. It, it's all there for you in one nice, neat case. Great people to work with. Their coaches making it for coaches. You can't get any better than that. They know exactly what you need. And and when I've seen Echo in 
you know, in, in, in work, working on the sidelines. It's so great to see the coaches, you know, showing the kids what went right, what went wrong, the, the, the good things. It makes you a better coach. It gives you an advantage over other programs. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Lots of programs that won championships in 2015 used Echo. We recommend you do it and do it soon. It's never too late to get ahead of your opponents. And their slogan, it's a good one, make tomorrow's adjustments today. And you know what I'm talking about, coaches. It's Friday night. You think you saw something. And then, you know, you look at the film on Saturday. Yep, Oh, we, we, now we can adjust it. That doesn't work anymore. Adjust on the fly in the game with Echo 1612. And then there is the good folks at Southern Sport. Yes, our uh, good friend Joey Tyker, one of the uh, founders of the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, those spats that keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. Getting new colors, new styles. you got to check it out at TDI Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R, when you use the code HSF. A, you will get a discount on your order. And, and the great thing about the spats is it gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. The cost of tape, it's expensive, $4 a roll or, or more. So uh, why don't you uh, get these very durable spats that uh, give you that great look and, and feel of spatting without that high cost of tape. Again, get more information by going to TDIRazor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com. Uh, with the code HSFA, you got a discount on your order. We're also hooking uh, Joey up with uh, Mark Soto at the Honor Bowl here in Southern California. I know there's going to be a donation made uh, to the Honor Bowl, which is a, just a great organization. Uh, we've helped put together uh, three big out-of-state matchups for Southern California Powers uh, here at High School Football America with uh, Mark and uh, we know that uh, the good folks at Southern Sport are going to donate some money from uh, the sale of each spat to the, uh, the veterans at the Honor Bowl. And uh, if you don't know about the Honor Bowl, go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com and look at the story. We're going to have a page uh, put together there uh, for you later on tonight, which will outline all of the matchups. Three days, uh, six big games, uh, three of the top teams in the country coming in. As We've got IMG Academy, and we'll talk about them in a second, out of Florida. We've got uh, St. Joseph Regional out of New Jersey. And then we also have uh, St. Joseph's Prep out of Philadelphia coming out here to take on some of the best. Corona Centennial back for 2016. Uh, Sarah's in, uh, Oaks Christian. Uh, it's it's going to be a great three days over the Labor Day holiday weekend here in Southern California as the event is moving from Oceanside to Mission Viejo, uh, but uh, very close to uh, Camp Pendleton. So we'll have the kids out there for that. Uh, it's just a wonderful event by a 501c3 nonprofit that's raising money for our veterans and educating our kids, youth, about uh, the importance of the military and what they do to make sure that we uh, were able to live free here in America. Also brought to you tonight by the good folks at ScoreStream. Uh, not using them now because ScoreStream scores games live. They uh, power all of our scoreboards at High School Football America, but you can get the app and score along. It works for other sports, baseball, all of that. Just go to uh, iTunes Store or Google Play, or you can learn more at scorestream.com. And finally brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Our friends Josh Barnett and company at USA Today High School Sports have uh, been a partner. Last year we had our uh, two-minute drill on there. And by the way, we took a little bit of a two-month break. We're retooling it, and we're going to launch it, relaunch it on March the 1st. That's Tuesday 
Uh, we're going to do some stuff with it that's pretty cool. It's going to get us a little into the recruiting side of things, but we're not going to be, you know, given five stars, four, four stars, three stars. We're going to be doing something neat uh, with the audio, just like we do here on the radio show. And speaking of the show, uh, we have been doing this since uh, July 2011. If, you've, if you're new to the show, uh, we have our archives set up at highschoolfootballamerica.com. It's all free. Just go there and listen to it. And by the way, I forgot to tell you, USA Today high school sports, not just football, sports year-round. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, uh, good interview coming up here next on the show. We're going to have uh, Rob Wygod from uh, the CIF Southern Section in Southern California here. Uh, it is a massive, massive section, uh, the most powerful, uh, pretty much I feel comfortable saying that, the most powerful in California, uh, nearly 600 schools playing football. And uh, Rob was um, uh, kind of the champion of an, I- champion of an idea that has uh, now uh, officially been approved by the membership uh, a couple of years ago, he had the idea of shaking things up a little bit. The way it's always been is uh, the playoffs here in Southern California based upon playoff divisions, which had specific leagues that had teams go into it. If you finished in the top three, two or three, usually you were into the playoffs. Didn't matter, you know, what your, uh, you know, if you were three and eight overall or whatever it may be, uh, you got in. So now uh, Rob, after years of work, has put into place a uh, a playoff system that will start this year that's going to act very much like the RPI power rankings for college sports as teams will now be placed into playoff divisions based upon a power rankings formula and that formula will consider regular season records over the next uh, over the last two years plus playoff performance and strength of schedule and uh, Rob Wygod who is the uh, CIF Southern Section Commissioner and by the way you'll hear in the interview since it's taped I kept calling him the executive director which is definitely a back back east bias that I have that's what we call him back there and Rob takes a good but anyway he's the CIF Southern Section Commissioner and he's going to join us on the show to talk about uh, what it took to get this plan into action. Uh, it's very, very interesting, and uh, it was passed very easily, uh, 74 to 10. So Rob's going to join us to talk about that and a lot of things, transfers, uh, health issues out here in Southern California. Rob, a good guy. He's a former football coach, a baseball coach. He's been an athletic, athletic administrator. Uh, he'll give you some real good takes on stuff. Yeah, it's going to be Southern California-based, but I think it's got national appeal when you hear exactly what they're doing out here in the Southern section. So we'll be going to we're going to talk to Rob about that coming up in just a few minutes. Let's take a look at a little bit of news from uh, the week that's been. Uh, one of the most interesting things uh, came out uh, a couple of days ago out of the state of Texas. I had mentioned IMG and uh, the Texas High School Coaches Association president uh, Glenn West, who's also the uh, head coach at Branham High School, uh, said, "You know." Uh, IMG, we're not big fans, and uh, he wrote a uh, an opening letter, which is part of uh, Texas Coach Magazine, and basically, quote unquote, he feels that uh, you know IMG and what they're doing could de- destroy our profession. Was the quote unquote, and uh, encourage Texas players to stay in state. Uh, right now, three players from Texas uh, since the end of the season have transferred from Texas to IMG Academy. Of course, IMG is able to recruit around the country. Um, you know, he, he encourages, does Coach West, uh, for Texas teams not to play IMG Academy. Uh, last year, DeSoto played them, and uh, in the, I think Prestonwood uh, also did a couple of years ago. 
But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people that I talk to, not only in Texas, but specifically in Texas, are not big fans of IMG. And I can't remember. And Kevin Wright's a good friend of ours here on the show. Kevin's been on a couple of times. But uh, feel that it's, uh, it's definitely changing the sport and not for the better. So uh, if you want to check out more about the uh, story, go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Last year, by the way, IMG number seven in the High School Football America National Top 25. Uh, some other stories that uh, kind of picked up a little speed that you can read about on High School Football America this week. Uh, there was a, a study done out of Colorado. Uh, we wrote the story. It's called, Does Price Mean More Protection When It Comes to Helmets? And uh, this study, that, which was done by the Colorado School of Public Health at the University of Colorado, says, quote-unquote, despite prices, promises, and even rating systems, all helmets approved for high school football players appear to offer similar protection against concussion. Uh, part of a study that was uh, issued by the school upon the completion of a five-year study that examined how helmets performed during on-field testing rather than with laboratory impact testing. So basically what we're saying here is we're looking at players that were wearing the helmets, got concussions or didn't get concussions. So it's pretty good information here. Uh, according to the news release, the study also found that older reconditioned helmets perform similarly to new helmets as long as the reconditioning was done in a timely manner. So uh, you can check out the entire release about this study. But very, very interesting, isn't it? Uh, that this study uh, says uh, not really much more protection uh, based upon price. Uh, so you can check out that story at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Uh, a cool throwback Thursday story I caught uh, today on Twitter. I uh, was going through, and it was a neat little story that uh, kind of, uh, I, I call it a football dinosaur, as there's a, a picture from Twitter from Parker Dilly's Twitter account uh, showing a VHS highlight tape from one Drew Brees. Yes, the uh, Pro Bowl quarterback, uh, Hall of Famer one day when he retires. Uh, evidently, Parker, who works uh, in the, uh, the uh, video office at uh, the Iowa football program, uh, found this tape and uh, uh, took a picture of it and then put it out on Twitter, uh, on Twitter with uh, the, the line, uh, look at what we found in the uh, Hawkeye football video office today, uh, Drew Brees. And, of course, Drew playing in Texas at Austin uh, High School, uh, lightly recruited. Uh, at that point, really no stars. Rival began in 98. Uh, Drew graduating after the 96 season when he won his team, led his team to a state title, uh, but uh, probably wouldn't have received a a lot of stars. I don't know, maybe one, two, maybe three because it was Texas. But uh, he was not a five-star recruit. Uh, so uh, now that he has 60,000 uh, yards passing, uh, this great uh, dinosaur, a VHS tape, comes out. You can get a look at that picture on highschoolfootballamerica.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter all week long, uh, HSFB America. Always getting in the news when we're not on the air here. You can follow us easily again at HSFB America. You got some stuff for us, please feel free to tweet us. Uh, with that handle and get a lot of uh, good interaction from everybody. Hey, the coach's job board going well. Lots of people checking out. If you're looking for a new job, that's the place to go. You can search by uh, uh, a keyword, uh, by state. It's real easy. It's real accessible. Uh, coachesjobboard.com also being reinstituted. We started that last year. That will be for all of other sports, so check that out, and the link will be there right at High School Football America. Com. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to speak with Rob Weigob, the commissioner of the CIF Southern Section, talking competitive uh, 
equity balance when it comes to the high school football playoffs. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America, brought to you by some really great sponsors that you're going to hear from right now. So make sure you check them out during the break. This is High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. 
Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 rankings. No matter what the sport, football, basketball, wrestling, they're all there for you at usatodayhss.com. Well, as promised at the top of the show, we're going to head out here uh, where High School Football America is based in Southern California and talk to the executive director of the CIS Southern section. For the, those of you that don't know, it, it, it's massive. <laughs> uh, it's nearly 600 schools, folks. There are states around the nation that don't have that many in the entire state. But uh, Rob Wygott is a guy that's in charge of making sure that the whole thing ticks. He took over in 2011, a great background. He's uh, been in the sport as a coach and administrator, so he knows exactly what he's doing and then a couple of weeks ago he uh after several years of trying to get it right they finally got it approved competitive equity it's a topic that's been hot around the country when we talk public versus non-public and rob is here to talk about the plan and uh, why they put it in in place and what it's going to do for uh, high school football in southern california welcome to the show rob well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. And as I said, you know, a lot of states have kind of touched upon, you know, what do we do with competitive equity? And, uh, you know, you certainly uh, have been a champion of this. I know it was your idea. So let's kind of, you know, before we go into what exa exactly it is and what was approved, kind of tell me where the idea came from. Why did you feel that you needed to come up with a plan, a formula that would, uh, you know, get things set for the playoffs here in Southern California that was a bit different from what everybody else is doing? Well, we just kind of got to a point where traditionally the way our playoff divisions had been formed was by leagues. And so we would create our playoff divisions by putting a certain number of leagues into each division, and then obviously those leagues would compete, the schools that would make the playoffs, and then you know we would crown the champions from those particular divisions made up of leagues. What we found is that you know there's, there's a lot of examples where you know, a team or two might belong in a, in a certain division from that league, but then others would not. And so that would create real mismatches in some of these divisions because there's always a, a variance into the strength of, of particular leagues, especially top to bottom. And so we saw that as a real problem. And so what, what really it started to focus for us is what is the issue? In other words, if you're going to create divisions and you're going to have championships in high school sports, 
what is the issue? Is it is it the issue of how large your school is in enrollment or small? Is it uh, a public school, a private school? Is it a school might you call a have school from a more affluent area or maybe a have not school that's not from an affluent area? You know, are all those factors really important or is really the single most important factor how good are you or how not good are you? Mm-hmm. And I think when we started to focus on that, we really realized that, you know, smaller schools have really strong programs in certain divisions. Large schools may not be as strong. And we just started to look at that and look at that and look at that. And once technology became available and we could compile data and, and results and, and, and so forth and evaluate strength of schedules and things like that, we really centered on the idea of can we create a, a playoff divisions based on the individual school, not the league anymore, but the individual school, the quality of their program, how successful they are or how not successful they are, and create divisions of schools that could then compete with each other. And it doesn't mean you're all going to win but at least you're going to be in a group of schools that you're going to compete with that you can compete with. That's the, that was the goal. Talking to Rob Wygod tonight, uh, Executive Director of the CIF Southern Section. And, and Rob, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to break this down for our listeners. Uh, that all made sense. So are we talking something here, this formula? Is it like, a, you know, like the RPI power rankings that college sports uses? I mean, what's, what's involved in it? It is a similar idea with that. Um, what we're doing is taking three factors. We're taking regular season results, all your games played, we're taking the strength of your schedule, and then we're taking what is, you know, we refer to as the section playoff performance. And maybe for your listeners around the country, you know, we aren't a state association, but we are a group of almost 600 high schools. And so our section championships, um, you know, some of our sports we do go on to a state tournament, some of our sports we don't, unlike a lot of your, you know, folks around the country. So we're taking the regular season, we're taking the strength of schedule, and we're taking our section playoff performance and combining those factors into a formula-driven system that would then, you know, depending on how you weight each factor, you can then create rankings, what we call power rankings, from top to bottom of all the schools that compete in that particular sport. And so once you can create your power rankings, then you can make your divisions, you know, where you might say, all right, our top 30 schools will be our top division in football, then the next 31 through 60 would be your second division, and as you continue on through. We have 13 divisions in high school football uh, in our particular section. So obviously we would take the power rankings and create our 13 divisions from top to bottom, grouping the schools together who belong together based on these three factors, and we're using two years of data. We're using the previous two seasons of those three factors to create our formula and our power rankings for the upcoming season. Now the the proposal passed by a seventy four ten vote. I said at the beginning, you were this is kind of your baby. Uh, you you birthed it, so to speak. How how, how nervous were you going into the oh, vote? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know our schools make the rules, and and so they do make the ultimate decisions. But I, I would be lying to you if I didn't say that you know we, we'd put a lot of time in this, and there was a lot of effort. Certainly, it's a culture change for our schools, and then there was just a lot of education, Jeff. You know, I I, I just wanted to be in the situation where our schools can make an informed decision. So I spent a lot of time, you know, meetings, you know, area groups, you know, just trying to get out to answer questions, help clarify things. I put a PowerPoint presentation that kind of, you know, simplified it a little bit. And I just felt like, you know, I didn't want anyone to say, well, I don't understand this thing, so let's just vote it down. (laughs) I wanted them to at least understand it. If they didn't choose to do it, that would be fine. But I didn't ever want it to be where, you know, Rob, we just didn't get what you were talking about, so, you know, we'll leave it the way it is. And so I was very pleased. 74 to 10 is obviously a, a very strong mandate. You know, we're, we're excited about that. 
but I also know that there's great expectations, and I mm-hmm. think the, that our section is very, you know, uh, clearly saying to us, all right, we trust you. We believe that what you're proposing uh, is going to be better. And now, obviously, uh, I wrote a little thing last week that I called Stand and Deliver. You know, we took a stand, <laughs> now we got to deliver. And I think there's a, a, a real strong, you know, uh, expectation going forward that, you know, it's going to be a good thing. And I believe it is. So, you know, now the challenge is for us to, to make it happen. Yeah, but you, you know at some point, <laughs> since it goes into effect this year, you're going to get a phone call. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. So, so is, it, is this, uh, you know, etched in stone, or is there the ability to kind of tweak as the season goes yeah. along if you find yeah. there is maybe something in it that you didn't think of up front? Well, uh, that's a great question. I appreciate that one because I think, again, you know, one of the things in my effort to, to educate the group or to answer the questions was to let them know how this is a living and breathing process and a, and a system that will continue to evolve. Uh, what we start with next fall is not going to be, you know, a perfect model. It's not going to be, you know, exactly how, is it, how it will continue going forward. But we had to get it started, mm-hmm. and, and that's the point, that we will get it started, and then we will continually evaluate and, and make revisions and, and tweaks to it. Um, but those same basic concepts, you know, are going to remain um, letting those schools, you know, compete against schools that they should compete with. And, again, maybe setting aside some of the traditional, um, you know, enrollment-based playoffs and, and other kinds of factors that used to be used, which didn't always indicate, you know, the strength of a program. I mean, uh, like I said, I've seen basketball teams and football teams, you know, with a couple of hundred students who are as good as anybody, and I've seen 2,500, 3,000 student schools mm-hmm. who aren't very good. And so it really isn't about that. It's about, you know, who you are and what you've done. And uh, as I said, I, I think for us it's a real difference maker in giving student athletes an opportunity to compete where in the past, uh, you know, maybe that wasn't there based on other factors that really, you know, shouldn't have been involved. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I applaud you for this. Congratulations on thank not you. only putting it together, but actually getting it approved, which is always well, the, the biggest thing Rob White got on the <laughs> yeah, line tonight. I agree. I agree. <laughs> the ex- I agree. Yeah, he's the executive director of the CIF, the Southern Section. As I said, it's a, it's a massive section. It is, uh, there are 10 around the state of California in the CIF, and they are the, the largest. And maybe that's a, a good uh, segue into asking you the question of, uh, and this, this not only goes for football, but all the sports that you have to oversee, which is how, how difficult is is the task to make uh, some 600 schools all happy at one time. What's what's that like day in and day out? Yeah, well, our current system before this didn't do that either because, again, as I mentioned, there were plenty of – give you a quick example. You're familiar with our what we call the Pac-5 division, which yes. is pretty much our top division in football. The average margin of victory in the first-round games we had last year in the Pac-5 division was 37 points. I mean, mm-hmm. just take a moment to absorb that. The average of eight first-round games, the average score spread was 37 points. That meant we had games that had higher than 37 points <laughs> of a spread, and we had a few lower, but the average was that number. That is clearly indicating that there are schools that belong and schools that don't. Right. And so it was, it was data like that that I, I went to also. You know, I, I showed our schools just last November. I took three of our sports, football, uh, girls tennis and boys water polo and I and I gave them the statistics on our first round matchups and we had you know in, in the three or four football divisions that I picked you know the average margin of victory was 28 points and as I mentioned in our top most competitive division it was 37 points and uh, you know our average girls tennis score was 15 to 3 
Our average water polo uh, score was between 9, 10, or 11 goals as an average over three divisions. So something was clearly wrong. Sure. I mean, no one wants to watch those games. No one wants to participate in those games. And no one feels that there's any kind of playoff experience in those kinds of games. You know, the, the excitement of a playoff contest is that, you know, competitive matchup where, you know, uh, you go at each other and, and the winner wins and the loser unfortunately doesn't. We get that later, you know, second round, maybe third round, certainly in the finals. But what was happening at the beginning? And we really realized that doing it the way we did uh, was was creating some of this problem. So we need to identify the teams that should be there and then make sure that the other teams that shouldn't, you know, are, are at a level that they should compete at. And so it really it was very stark, and I think it really did make an impression on our on our schools to see those kind of numbers. Um, and that's where I think, you know, it did take some, some momentum from that and really sort of build from there. Yeah, and it's, and it's better for the student-athletes, too. I mean, who who doesn't want to play in a game that's competitive as, a, exactly. as opposed to that blowout? So I, I agree with you, Rob. Well, I got on the yeah. line tonight, executive director of the CIF Southern Section. And um, let's kind of get off topic here, off that topic, and go to a couple of others because you have them a lot down here. Uh, transfers. They're, they're, they're sure. big around the country. Uh, but uh, sure. since I came out here, I, I look at the numbers each and every year, and I'm like, man, how does this office keep up with this? Um, uh, transfers kind of give me your 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 30,000 foot view and drill it down to what you do yeah. to try and make it manageable and and, and again yeah. keeping it competitive like we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and that's really what our goal has been. You know, but what what people may not understand is we have approximately 400,000 student athletes in the southern section, boys and girls over the 24 sports that we offer. So 400,000 and of those 400,000 maybe in each given year we're having around 10,000 that are transfer students. So while it seems that, wow, there's a tremendous number of transfers that take place. In reality, you know, that's a pretty small percentage out of 400,000 know, students. Um, nevertheless, you know, there is a lot of attention paid to it. And we certainly, I think, our obligation is, you know, the only way you're going to limit transfers and, and, and really make a difference in terms of the numbers is you would have to have a penalty for transfer that was so restrictive. Let's say, just as an example, a student can transfer, but they cannot play for a year. If you had a rule like that, you would certainly limit the number of transfers. That mm -hmm. would be a severe deterrent. But in this state and in this society, you know, with school choice and, uh, you know, the efforts made by, you know, high schools, both public and private, you know, to, to have students on their campuses, you know, is that a realistic uh, is that a realistic kind of rule? Would, would our legislators be able to stand for that? And so, you know, we have to, again, understand the reality. And, and then if we're not going to have a rule that really, really limits or deters the transfers, then we should find a way to manage them. And I think we have done a, a fairly decent job of that. We do manage the process fairly well. Um, we converted everything to an online electronic process about three years ago. It's really streamlined things and made it much more, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, just uh, efficient in such a way that the communication between the schools and the office was so much better, and all the paperwork being driven, you know, electronically that way was really a, a great, a great step forward for us. So, you know, as I said, the rules are made by our member schools. How strict those transfer rules are not strict, they're going to be. You know, that's ultimately up to the membership. But I think what we're, you know, doing as the administrative group is uh, doing the best we can to manage the issue. Sure. No, makes sense. Let's uh, move on to, to player safety, you know, concussions. Uh, obviously, uh, our, the last couple of years, August, has been brutal for heat and all that. How do, you, how do you feel you're doing as far as directing, you know, your schools on, on making sure that the, the, the player safety is first and foremost? 
Well, you know, as we've had a, a great discussion today about a lot of it, you know, great things like playoffs and, and you know, even something like a transfer, uh, before any of all that is, is it's about player safety. I mean, certainly anything and everything we do, that is our highest priority is that the student-athletes are safe when they are part of, you know, athletics in the high school environment. So I'd like to believe that CIF as an organization has really been kind of in front of things. Uh, we actually had a concussion bylaw before the state legislature passed one. We had um, the 18-hour uh, limit on practice time during the regular season each week, Monday through Saturday. You know, that's in there. Um, we have uh, a great concussion protocol that I think, you know, really addresses, uh, you know, making sure the students, if they have symptoms of a concussion or actually have been diagnosed with concussion, you know, th a minimum of seven days before they can return to play, uh, provided they pass the protocols. So, you know, we've really, um, I think, you know, have had some, some bylaws in place uh, before even some of our legislators and others started to look at the issues. Are we done? I don't believe so. I think more and more information is coming forward, and we're certainly, you know, keeping track of that. Um, but I, I do, you know, uh, believe that, uh, you know, we've got to keep that as our first priority, and I, and I know that we do. But I also know that, um, you know, the education process for parents, for students, for coaches, you know, that has to be ongoing, and, and there's more developments happening and more things going on, you know, every day, and I think we all have that responsibility to keep disseminating the information. You know, we have workshops for our schools every fall. We um, go all around our section and, and visit with our, our uh, athletic administrators. Uh, we hold a summit uh, in October for our entire section in one location, and, you know, virtually every single one of these uh, opportunities are opportunities for us to continue to give more information on heat, stress, to give more on concussion, to give more on, you know, not just bylaws, but best practices on, on dealing with the different health and safety uh, issues that present themselves. So, you know, uh, like I said, that's a huge priority for us, and, and I'd like to believe that we, you know, we take it seriously and, and we continue to, to, you know, be part of being in front of it and really helping educate our schools. Sudden cardiac arrest, real quick, has been a, another mm -hmm. one that just uh, we put together a sudden cardiac, cardiac arrest protocol and a bylaw in our organization to require coaches to be trained in sudden cardiac arrest now. So, you know, they're trained in concussion awareness, they're trained in sudden cardiac arrest, they're trained in heat. Uh, acclimatization and, and, and heat management. You know, you can't be a coach in our section without completing training in these areas. But you know, beyond just the training is the is the best practices where we disseminate the information on how to how to deal with the heat, how to you know what what uh, steps to take in place. Um, that stuff is put in our bulletins to our coaches. That's put on our websites. It's put on you know almost all of our publications that we have direct communication with our schools about. So as I said, ongoing effort, a lot of different platforms and ways to do it. It's certainly a high priority for us. Yeah, no, I, the, the cardiac is going to become big. I just saw an article the other day about you know getting a baseline EKG out there that might help yes. student athletes as well. Let's um, you know one of the things you're a Long Beach guy. You grew up here in I Southern am. California. You, you've been a coach in football, baseball, and all that. And and certainly as our listeners have heard you speak here on the the interview so far, obviously you got to have a couple of hats and know how to speak on a lot of topics. How much has your background as a coach and as an athletic director and all that? How much does that help you in running the day to day stuff at the, at the CIF Southern? section well i i just feel that you know that may be one thing that you know i can bring to the table that i hope you know helps serve me well here you know i started out as a 19 year old guy as an assistant football coach at my former high school and really since then i've never missed a year and i was either an assistant coach a head coach i was a social studies teacher uh i was an athletic director uh, an assistant commissioner and now commissioner so i feel like in each of those you know different steps along the way um, you know that experience at each of those levels you know I bring here 
and I bring to this position where hopefully I do have an understanding of that assistant coach, the head coach, the athletic director. You know, I have that that uh, experience myself so I can hopefully identify with what they go through each and every day. Um, you know, as a classroom teacher. So, again, same same thing. I, I can identify with that experience. And I guess, you know, like I said, if anything, it's all of those different, uh, you know, uh, steps that I've taken, um, you know, I, I, I think is a strength for me, um, you know, it's a huge challenge. I never set out, you know, I never thought when I was that 19-year-old assistant coach that I would be, become the commissioner of, of our section. We've been around 103 years, and I'm the ninth one, so there's only been eight other uh, before me, and, and it's kind of overwhelming when I think of that sometimes <laughs> um, because I was just this regular kid, you know, who loved high school sports as a student and then got into coaching as a younger guy in college and just have always been there every year since. I've just been a, a fan of high school sports. I, I've loved high school sports, you know, uh, all these years. And so to actually be in a position where that's my full-time job, you know, to be uh, involved with the high school sports uh, environment, you know, I think that is truly the dream job. So, again, um, you know, if, if there's anything that I feel is maybe a strength that I bring here is that, that I have had, you know, extensive experiences in the different roles that high school athletics has and, and then, you know, again, to bring all that to bear as a commissioner, you know, maybe it is a benefit for me. Yeah, nothing wrong with uh, living out your passion and your work, that's for <laughs> sure. Hey. Yeah, I mean, and I, that's where I find myself. And I never, like I said, never thought that would be something that was in my future. <laughs> but I'm certainly enjoying what I do, and it's a great opportunity, a great responsibility. Um, and, you know, the idea is to, to really provide something great for kids. And, that, and I truly believe that high school athletics is a great thing for young people because of those lessons they learn and what they get from it to help them, you know, go on later in life. And so I really do. I, I really believe it. And that's why, you know, to get up every day and come here and go to work, it's really not difficult to do that because, uh, you know, what we do I think is important and it, and it really is something that I believe in. Yeah, and you're not living in the ivory tower. I know you like to get out there, oh. go to games and matches oh, and yeah. events and all that. So so oh, what, yeah. what's it what's it like when, when you walk in? I mean, does the school go, what what is he doing here? What do we do wrong? <laughs> You know, what I did, Jeff, is a very good question. I, I When I started here, I thought, yeah, I'm going to get to go any game I want to, which I do, and it's really a great you know thing. And one of the, the guys here, Tom Simmons, our director of communications, uh, he said, oh, what, what game are you going to? And I said, well, I'm going to go to this one. And he says, well, have you told them you're coming? And I said, no, I'm, I don't want to bother them. I just wanna, he goes, no, no, no. You never go <laughs> to anybody's game without letting them know that you're going to be there. And, and he said, for precisely that reason, because unfortunately, some people might think, well, if the commissioner's here, there's a problem. And, and there isn't. So I do, I do follow his advice. If I am going, I make sure and, and reach out to the athletic director or whoever and just say, hey, you know, I'd like to come by and see your game, so just let you know I'm coming. And then it's a much different, uh, they don't have to look at me like, hey, is he here? Is he, you know? and, and I do that once in a while, you know, I'll call the school and, you know, I'll ask to speak to the principal. And the first thing I'll say is, there's nothing wrong. I'm not calling because there's a problem. Uh, you know, and because I get it, you know, the, but then I said, you know, I should call you and just say, how's the family and check up with you. But you don't do that either. When you call our <laughs> office, it's usually because you need something. So you're not usually calling to just check up on me either. Um, but I do think it's important, you know, as I said, when I do go out and, uh, and let them know that I'm coming in. And it is a great thing. You know, it's a, it's a great canvas to go. <laughs> but yeah, I can go to the soccer game tonight. I can go to the basketball game tomorrow night. I can go to the water polo match, uh, you know, the next day. And, you know, you just really get that opportunity to see it all uh, on the different kinds of kids out there that, you know, find that place to belong. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much I can expound, but I can give you no. a quick story. Go ahead, if go you ahead. Don't mind. please. Uh, my daughter is a senior in high school, 
and she's a soccer player and um my youngest we have two but but one time you know and one of the neat days for me in the fall is on a, on a saturday in november i start the morning with our cross-country championships then in the afternoon i go to our boys water polo championships and then at night i go to the girls volleyball and so you know you start in the morning and you see these you know young men and women running on a cross-country course and they're a certain type of athlete, you know, a certain type of student, whatever. Then you go to the water polo match, and you see them in the pool, and those kids, you know, are a different kind of kid. And then you go see the girls' volleyball players at night who are a completely different kind of kid. And I remember she came with me one time, and she came to all of them, and we were driving home, and she said, you know, Dad, you get to see people celebrate all day, don't you? And I said, yeah, I do. I said, sure, we saw some that were disappointed, but I did get to see people celebrate all day. And, and I did get to see these different – those kids running in the morning weren't going to be in the pool in the afternoon or on the court at night. And, you know, the same idea with the other students. Those girls at night on the volleyball court weren't going to be in the pool, you know, with the water polo game. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that's when you start to really realize this impact that, you know, all these different students get – these different experiences based on who they are, what they're interested in, you know, what they bring to the table, so to speak. And we're in that position of providing all of that, you know, and, and really giving, you know, the wrestlers are not the same as, you know, the volleyball players. And so that's the point. I think we're trying to have that environment there where you can belong, you know, you can be part of something and that's really a great thing for you. And you don't have to be the same, you know, you can be a completely different student athlete, and there's still something for you. <laughs> that's and, neat. And that's where I think, you know, in a job like this, you really start to see that firsthand. Yeah, no, you, you have a, have an impact on, on young men and women, and that's important. Uh, talking with the commissioner of the uh, CIF Southern Section, I think I said executive director. That shows my back east bias set yet. That's, yeah. that's what we are back there. But you are, you are a commissioner. That sounds much more important, yeah. obviously. Well, <laughs> actually, executive director, I thought you could pay me more if you call <laughs> if I get to be that. But uh, I'm not an, you're right, I'm, I am a commissioner, not an executive director. Yeah, but we'll, uh, we'll Okay. Well, we fixed that up, but uh, Rob Wycott is on the line. As we, ra- as we wrap up here, uh, like I said, you know, you gave birth to competitive equity. Now we, we see how the, the baby does in 2016. Yeah. Now wh- what's ahead? What's, what's, what's the next challenge you have on your menu? That's, a, that's another great one. I mean, as I said, my, my goal here since I became commissioner and, and even before, you know, how do I advance our section? How do I move us forward? So certainly, you know, we've done some things, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, about some of our uh, communication uh, systems, the electronic uh, age that we've entered into with all of our communication with our schools. Certainly competitive equity playoffs was another big um, ticket item, if you want to call it, big menu item. I think we really have some work to do on that in the years ahead. Like I said, it's not a finished product. So, I mean, it's still going to be mm-hmm. in the forefront of what we have. Um, but there's more to do. I, I still think that we, um, you know, we need to do more in areas like officiating. I think we need to um, do more where we're uh, getting more young people involved in officiating and, and, and helping them on a path to, uh, you know, to help us in, in that area. That's another issue, I think, that's that's at the forefront of some of the things that we're doing. Um, certainly, you know, we, we just, uh, I think, need to, to look better and better at, you know, how we do our championships and where the championships are held and the venues we use and, and the way we, uh, you know, we market uh, what we're doing. I think, you know, social media is a huge part of, um, of our evolution. Um, five years ago, we had no social media presence. Now the latest numbers have the state of Texas and the CIF Southern Section is the two most visible social media presences in the country. Um, you know, those are areas where we've just continued to, um, to look for, you know, ways to get our message out, to get our product out, to let people know what we're doing. Because, again, I think we're, we're very proud of it, what we have, and um, we want people to know about that and continue to support it. 
So, yeah, there's always going to be challenges and, and things that we can do, you know, to improve and get better. And that's, like I said, that's what motivates me. And I'm very lucky to have a great staff and a team here who believes the same thing. So, you know, we, we really have that mindset, and I expect to continue to, to go on that uh, path as long as I'm in the position that I'm in. Well, with a long list like that, maybe you do deserve the executive director pay we were just talking about. <laughs> well, you know, I, I give goals every year to our executive committee, which is our, our leading group, and they're actually my bosses, and, and I give them yearly goals. And, and uh, you know, a couple of times they'd look at me and said, you know, you really think you're going to do all of these? And I say, yeah, I, I wouldn't have put them here if, if I didn't think we would. And, and thankfully, as I knock on the wood here, we've accomplished them. And so I'll have another good long list of goals for them next year, and I do believe that we'll accomplish them. And then we'll have another list the next year and the year after that. Because that's really what it's about. You know, how do we progress? How do we move our section forward? How do we do things better now? Um, and that competitive equity playoff, you know, really the root of our conversation, that is, uh, you know, that is a real attempt to do something better than what we've been doing. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see it uh, take shape. Yeah, so are we. Uh, as they say, the proof is in the pudding. Well, we, we appreciate you taking time out of what is a very busy schedule <laughs> to join us for about a half hour here talking on the show tonight. We wish you nothing but uh, success, and thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Well, Jeff, it was my pleasure, and I'm happy to talk with you anytime. Great. Taking a break. Coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. Jeff Fisher back on High School Football America as we wrap things up here on the show tonight. I want to thank uh, Rob Wygod from the uh, CIF Southern Section, the commissioner. As he said, if he's the executive director, he can get paid more money. But uh, some great insight to what's going on out here in Southern California. Who knows, if this plan works, you could see a lot of uh, other, other states uh, going toward this, especially states that are just wrestling with that public versus non-public thing. The competitive equity is going to be a hot topic uh, as we move forward here through the next couple of years. So we thank Rob for joining us. want to thank all of our partners on the show tonight. Crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football for your five free minute demo and also brought to you tonight by echo 1612 get instant replay on your sideline eight seconds after the play is completed go to echo1612.com you can go to echo uh you can go to crossover you can go to the tdi razor folks just by clicking on the links on our banner ads on the home page of highschoolfootballamerica.com the tdi razor the debris inhibitor razor keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost 
of tape. TDI Razor with a U, TDIRazor.com. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. Also brought to you tonight by ScoreStream. Score along when you're at your favorite game. Just go and get the app at uh, iTunes or uh, at Google Play, or you can learn more at ScoreStream.com. And also brought to you tonight by your good folks at USA Today High School Sports. And uh, you can check out what they do each and every day at usatodayhss.com. Follow us on Twitter as we go off the air here throughout the week for all your news and information at HSFA. That's, uh, I'm sorry, HSF America. <laughs> Let's try it again. HSFB America. That is our handle at Twitter. And uh, we have, uh, keep you up to date throughout the week. Jobs board always getting loaded with new jobs. If you're looking for one, Check us out on the nav tab there at Coach's Job Board. If you have an opening, feel free to email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this week's show, but next week another uh, leader as we will talk with uh, the head of the UIL. Susan Elza will join us to talk about what's going on in the state of Texas. You won't want to miss that one, as that's next week, every Thursday. And if you missed any of the show, make sure you go to our archives at highschoolfootballamerica.com. They're all free and downloadable for you there. And again, don't forget, starting on Tuesday, the two-minute drill comes back, kind of a new version of it. I think you're going to love it. So check it out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.